Hey, what's happening? Hey, today we've got a great podcast. We're going to be talking about addiction. We're going to be talking about jail time. We're going to be talking about living with your mama and waiting on your baby's mama to come home. So, hey, don't miss today's podcast on Four Mics, 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor. Coming right up. Welcome to the Four Mics, 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor podcast. A podcast about addiction recovery made by addicts for anyone battling addiction. Hey, how you doing? How about Robert? How you doing, Bill? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, hey, what what about tell the people about uh, the T-shirt that you got on right now? Uh, I got this at what Seventh Day Slumber Concert last night at Tebow Road Baptist Church. You were there. Hey, and we had a great time. Of that, they were they were something, weren't they? <laughs> they were loud. That's what they were. They were loud. So we were there last night, uh, ha- having a great time. Uh, today we're getting into uh, Robert Blank's testimony. So, uh, Robert, you about ready to dive into it a little bit? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, hey, Robert, uh, what about tell us a little bit about your past? Well, I was heavy into drugs um, for a long time. A good 20 years of my life I spent just getting high. I mean, I worked, but a lot of my time went into things that I shouldn't have been doing, and it led to a lot of downfalls. It led to jail. All right. What were some of the downfalls besides jail? Well, uh, it cost me my relationship with my wife, um, my son, my mom, my dad, all my brothers and sisters, uh, pretty much everybody I know. Uh, It was all about me at that time. All about you. All about me. Hey, and isn't that the way it is in addiction? It's all about. I know that's the way it was with me. It was about me the whole time. Uh, you talk about that. Uh, it it led to jail. What were uh, some of the things, Robert? That uh, well, first of all, where'd you go to? What jail? Jail. I, I, well, I well, I was in True County for a month, and then uh, I went to jail five times, Bill. Five times in a year and a half. And uh, all right, so you were pretty regular. Well, there for a year and a half, they knew. <laughs> <laughs> they knew who you were for a year and a half, they didn't they? They knew who I was before they got there. Yeah. Um, so it, it um, excuse me, but it, it done got to a, a point to where you expected to go to jail. Well, every, once every three months, I seemed to find myself in Seven Eleven down at Sam Walker Drive. Dirty one thirty is what Dirty they like to call it. Right, that's right. That's right. So, uh, what, what about uh, uh, the last time? What, what happened just right before the last time that you went there? Well, um, I decided that it, it was it was enough, and I uh, I started coming to celebrate recovery, and it, it it did a lot for me. It it made me realize that I wasn't living right. I mean, as much as I knew God before and thought that I was living right. Mm-hmm. Just because I wasn't hurting anybody, or I thought I was do, I thought I didn't think I was living wrong, but I, celebrate recovery showed me that I was not living for God, and I, I really believe that that's the only way that one should live is for God, and it was a big, it was a big deal for me. I, I knew I was going to prison. And I was living life like I was going to prison. Like, uh, 
I was still working, but I wasn't saving money. I was just still getting high. Like, what's the point in trying to rebuild my relationships? What's the point in trying to get a place to live? Um, it was a bad time in my life. I, I was down, and God is the only thing that got me through it. All right, uh, hey, I, I want to ask you. Sorry, I had my glasses. I was reading some questions got for Robert. Uh, what were... Uh, Maybe a, a, a turning point. Was there a turning point in in jail for you, or or did this turning point? Did it happen before jail or, or during jail? Well, uh, I knew I knew that I needed to change before I went to jail. Um, I knew that I needed to stop living the way I was. And to be honest, Bill, it was really really when I was in Troop County that I. Um, I read a book. I can't remember the name of it, but um, it led me to the Bible. Reading the—that's where I really started reading the Bible every day. Um, so reading the book that they had down there led to you reading the Bible, right. which led to more. And I wasn't even able to get a Bible until I got down to Jackson. I was there. I was down in Jackson two weeks before I was able to get a Bible, and uh, a big, a big turning point. Um, while while in Jackson, I would, I'd be laying in my uh, bunk in a house, and I'd hear clapping, a lot of clapping. Well, I got up one night and I went clapping like shooting or no clapping like just applause. A, a lot of people applauding. It was a two hundred fifty man dorm, and some nights, what come to find out, it was prayer call, uh-huh. and uh, some nights we'd have up to fifty people at prayer call out of a two hundred fifty man dorm. So that's a lot of people for a prayer call. Yeah. And that's, and how, did that, how, how did that uh, make you feel while you were in there? You're in prison, and, and you've done decide to make this change in your life, right? Right. Uh, really before you went there. Right. So then once you're in there, then all of a sudden, because you didn't have to go to prayer call, right? No. Oh, no. I didn't have to leave my cell. <laughs> but that was one, and that's something I want to talk about is uh, some of the many things that Robert did while he was in there. Uh, it was almost like a uh, a growing time for you being in jail, wasn't it? Oh, yes. I, I definitely grew a lot. All right, can, can you uh, maybe tell the ones listening uh, in, in what ways that you think that you grew or, or some of the things that you did while you were in there? Well, either one. Two. You, uh, you became a firefighter. Are you? I, I thought that was pretty amazing. Party store. I got certified down in Mitchell County. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a county camp. They certified me for a firefighter, and I'm gonna tell you, Bill, that was tough. Uh, inmate firefighters, I got a, I got a lot of respect for them. I know exactly what they go through just to get to where, where they're at. Um, it's not easy. Um, All right. <laughs> And with that, did you actually go out on fires? Oh, yes. I responded to vehicle wrecks, fire, structure fires. Any Anything a firefighter has to do, we did in prison. And we we took it very serious. It was We were there to help people, and I enjoyed doing that. So when you ran out of the jail, I assume you had to run. This was for a totally different cause, right? <laughs> well, it's, well, it's kind of funny to me. I mean, the story that well, you told well, about we, it. Um, Mitchell County is one of the few, if not the only, uh, prison that their firefighters respond from the prison. They don't have their own firehouse. So, wow. 
So when the buzzer goes off, we actually had to respond from the prison and run out the front doors. Hey, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> in stripes, <laughs> in stripes across the parking lot. So anybody, anybody riding down the road just happened to pass by Mitchell County. If you see a bunch of firefighters, <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of inmates <laughs> running across the parking lot, they're not, they're, not oh, they're just trying to make it to the fire truck so they can dress out and help somebody. But yeah, that's. I didn't. I didn't. I never expected to be doing that when I got locked up. Um, I always felt like I was supposed to do more for people, mm-hmm. help people, and that was a that was a big thing for me to actually be able to help people, save property, save lives. Um, we lost some lives. Uh, it, it was tough, but I, I really feel like God put me there to for that for that reason. I was was there. Um, I- so you mentioned the firefighting, you mentioned uh, the prayer time, or was there anything else that you were doing while you were in there that contributed to to your growth? Um, every Sunday night we had church. Um, Pastor um, Bradley came. He retired while we was there, but he was he was a major influence on me on Sunday nights. Um, Tuesday night we had Bible study, mm-hmm. and that that was that was a really good thing. Wednesday nights, I loved Wednesday nights. Um, What happened Wednesday nights? Well, Claire and Miley Adams would come in with uh, Mr. Bill and Miss Emily. And uh, uh, there's one other lady's name. I remember before this is over with. But they'd come in on Wednesday nights, and uh, we'd have have church on Wednesday nights, and it, it was awesome. They'd come in, we'd sing songs and just pray, speak Jesus. They they're they're uh, the ones that taught me how to speak Jesus over somebody. Really, really taught me how to pray. To be honest, um, I always thought that I was, you know I always prayed, but they they showed me how how meaningful prayer can be and like how deep it can be. And I, that, that. I think I thank God for all of them, the Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night people. Pastor Richardson came in after uh, Pastor Bradley retired, and he he was a different type of preacher. Now he was a <laughs> he was, he right, was I, different, but well, I, uh, tell us a little bit about that because you've told me that story, and, and I, I thought that that was huge, uh, a huge part of, of who you were were trying to be at that time, uh, the change that was going on in your life. So, hey, if you don't mind, uh, tell us about that. What what about that was different? Um. Well, it, it it taught me to live my life for God. Like I I loved going to church. I looked forward to those church uh, meetings, and we had prayer call every every morning, six 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 thirty in the morning, and eight thirty to nine o'clock at night. We'd have prayer call, and I but but during that time, mm-hmm. you you told me that uh that a lot of people quit going when this other pastor came in. There was a lot of people they did. going. They did. So what? What made you, uh, because I see this in churches, a lot of people are, are tied to the pastor in the church and, instead of tied to uh, the word. Uh, uh, that's exactly what it was. I wasn't going for who was preaching or who I was going to praise God. And that was the, that was the only reason I was going. I, I wasn't going for any other reason than to praise God. Um, and, and, you know, I think a lot of us um, today can, can learn from that lesson. I mean, I, I loved the people that were there, mm-hmm. and 
But it wasn't about it wasn't about the people. I mean, we I would have loved to have seen more people come, but and that was their decision. And I uh, that's right. I was there for me. I was there to to grow closer to Christ myself, and I I really did. I, it was it was a good overall experience. I mean, even though it was jail and prison, uh, it was probably probably the best thing that could have happened to me. But at that point in my life. And a lot of people will say, well, hey, that's great. Hey, that's what I did too, but I fell off. But that's where, that's where we're getting into the best part of the story with Robert is, uh, you know, we all have these things that go on, and especially us that have been to either county or state, uh, you know, you, you go in, you, you get a relationship with, with Jesus. Yeah, uh, most of them do. And that, they call it that, that crazy thing. What they call it? Uh, that jailhouse religion. That jailhouse religion. <laughs> and really, when, when you come out it is uh, when it shows. Now, I, I do want to say that, hey, any uh, of you pastors or laymen that are going into these uh, jails and prisons, hey, we appreciate everything that you do, uh, with, without a doubt. Uh, but sometimes in there, sometimes in there it's just like on the outside. Sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. But w- with you, like I said, it's been part of your story, your story of growth. Uh all right, so so now all of a sudden, uh, how long have how long have you been out, Rob? Been out uh, nine weeks now. Not long. Not long at all. <laughs> but but enough time to get into as much mess. It's good. I mean, you, you could have done got back high. You could have done. Could have done. I could have a lot. Yeah, it, it's it would be so easy to to go back. Um, it wouldn't take much at all. Oh. Um, that's right, but but so far, but you haven't. No, no, you have not. And and, and then Robert has uh, another another part of his story is uh, when Robert got out, uh, and, and when you get out. Tell me if I'm wrong. When you get out of uh, state prison, uh, you, you've got to have a place you have to, have to a go, place to parole out to. And I did. I had my mom. My mom was able to let me parole out there. And without, if it hadn't been for her, I'd still be down there now. I'd be. Uh, doing the rest of my sentence, that was the only place I had to go was mom's house. And all the all the friends that you know we make and this and that, uh, it, it really comes down to who's going to stand by you one more time. Right. And and so many times it, it is still that that relative and especially that mother oh, that yeah. that still hangs in there. That my boy is going to be all right now. How has uh, you, you've been living there with your mother for uh, about nine weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, what was one of the first things that uh, you did once you got out? Because I, I, I think this is a huge part of recovery right here is you got a, a job. Oh, yeah. I got I had a job within a week. and That's right. Uh, a lot of people seem to have trouble getting a job. From what I've always heard, it's it's hard. I I mean, I, I guess it was just by the grace of God that I come across the job I did. I had a buddy show up. Um, that I had not seen in 10 years probably. And he, I grew up with the guy, and he he wasn't there when I was going through all the the drugs and downfalls and stuff. So it, right. he was one of those that I'd lost mm-hmm. because of my addiction. And when I got out, I saw him on Facebook, and I just wrote him, and I probably talked to him to, for an hour and a half. He showed up the next day after he got off work, and he told me he was going to uh, recommend me. And 
I've been on the back of a trash truck ever since. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was going to ask you about that because I didn't know if you wanted to say or not. But well, no. but this wasn't exactly the job that you, know, you were wanting because you're a trained firefighter, I'm a right? I'm firefighter, and I, I, I really would like to uh, pursue that. <laughs> I went from a tr- uh, fire truck to a trash truck. Not, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not my dream job. <laughs> Definitely not my dream job, but uh, but you right should. Now it's keeping me straight. It's keeping me busy. Uh, other than putting uh, cash in your pocket, right? I'm so I can help mom with the bills. I can help with the groceries. I can do the things that uh, I feel like a man should do. And that's a very good point, Robert. And I'm just right now. I'm just trying to take care of myself and get back on my feet. All right. Uh, so so your mother allowed you that place to where you could go to and, and parole out. But uh, but there's another side, and, and Robert Story just keeps on uh, really getting better or deeper, whichever way you want to look at it. I think it's getting a whole lot better. But, but Robert, you're married. I am. Is that correct? I am still oh, married. Uh, oh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, my addiction uh, caused a, a lot of trouble in my relationship. Uh, I was lying to her, and that caused the trust to be lost. And we'd, we'd separated before I got locked up. And we both went our own ways, and we both got in trouble. I went to prison, and then she mm-hmm. got she got in some trouble of her own, and right now she's incarcerated. And but since I've been out, I get to talk to her almost every every night. Some some nights she says she falls asleep and doesn't doesn't get to call me because they won't let right. me just call down there and talk to her. Well, of course so, not. Because yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would. That's right. I well, would. Well, have but, you, uh, well, have you got some anxiety about uh, her coming because? Uh, well, you're, you're, she's she's not coming back to the same lifestyle right. with you that she did have. That, that we were when we split up, right? Right. Um, I mean, there was a point in time when we were really happy together, and I, I really look forward to just at least seeing if that's still something possible because uh, I love my wife more than, more than anything in this world, and uh, I'd, really, I'd really like for things to work out. So right now she's she's talking like um, that's what we're going to try. So we'll see. <laughs> you know? well, well, hey, that, that is just the way to look at it, though, isn't right. it? Or, just, as we'll just see. I'm just leaving it in God's hands. Like I, So far, nothing that I've tried to do, I mean, any at any point in my life, nothing I've tried to do has worked out. My plan's not going to work. You're lucky I made it here on time. <laughs> 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 um, hey, I, I know exactly what you mean uh, about that. But like, like my job that I got now, I mean, it, it all just fell into place. And I, I used to worry and stress so much mm-hmm. about money, about where where I was at in my life, and what I could do to change things or make things better. And I'd put forth so much effort to to get more money or to just be happier, or make my wife happier, or and all that led. to Led to prison, <laughs> so. Um, but it, since I once I got locked up, I mean, I just started leaving it in God's hand. Like even when I, I I'd lay in my bunk in prison, and I'd just be so ready to get out. But I'd pray about it, and I I just knew that God was gonna bring me out of there. He was mm-hmm. He is already doing so much for me just while I was locked up. It seemed every prayer I had while I was locked up got answered. I I was able to get in touch with my wife one time while I was locked up even though she was locked up and then um that i mean that was a big prayer 
um, he brought me home early. I, I was supposed to do 15 to 19 months, and for some reason I only did 13. And so it just seemed like everything I prayed for well, in Jackson. I couldn't make a phone call for um, three weeks, and the night I prayed for my phone numbers to go through, the next day they did. They did. Good. So what what are some of the things uh, that you're doing right now that's helping you in, in your recovery? Uh, right now, just staying with work, um, staying real close to my mom. <laughs> right. Um, just not going out, doing the things I was doing before, um, just trying to have a good time. I just, uh, I, I've been having a great time just coming to CR. Just, I stay with the church. I do as much as I can. Well, well I, I, I see where, where you're willing to do just about anything asked of you. And I see where you've been up here pretty much whenever the doors are open. Uh, with that, how, how has that uh, being willing do you think that has uh, helped you in your recovery, being willing to, to do these things? Because you don't have to do any of these things. You're, you're not, you don't have to get signatures to come up here. You don't have to uh, have paperwork filed, any of that stuff. You just come because you think that's what this is helping you in your recovery. Well, is that right? I, I do. I know it is. Um, and just, just living for God in general it gives me a... Um, a feeling of accomplishment almost like before I, I just I had a, a void in me a hole that I just couldn't feel it I, nothing I did seemed to help me feel accomplished and just doing for God living for God I I honestly feel like I'm doing something with my life so I guess that really you just answered uh, the next question I was going to ask you. Uh, we were talking about this earlier where a lot of times you'll hear people say, man, he's doing really good right now. And Robert and I both cracked up because uh, somebody will say, well, mama will say, well, yeah, he ain't doing meth right now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's not real. I mean, that's all right. But, but you know, there's so much more than that. Right. So uh, in just a, a few words, Robert, what, what does doing very good right now look like in, in your life? Even though you just answered a little bit, but what what does it look like in your life right now? Uh, just going to work and paying bills, um, going to church, and just being there if somebody needs me is um, it's a big part of it. All right, and uh, what what are some of your goals now uh, that you have? I, I know that uh, you could divide them up probably into several different things, but uh, what what are what are Robert's goals for right now? Well, for one, I want to uh, pursue the firefighter career. Um, I want to see where that takes me. And I, I really, it, as hard as it is responding to a to an emergency that maybe somebody's hurt or lost their life, I mean, that, that's hard. But I, I do enjoy going out and being able to put out a fire where we do save somebody's house or somebody's vehicle or save a life, you know. Um I really want to pursue that. And All right. Uh, well, with with that, uh, how about what are some things that how are you making an impact in this community right now, or or an impact? Yeah, impact in the community. How how's that looking out? Um. Well, for one, uh, anybody that I do know or that that knew who I was before, I feel like. 
they can see me as a as a changed person and somebody who who is at the bottom and is is actually doing better because uh there's not many there's not many people that that get better and still are active in the community per se you know they just when a lot of times you feel like somebody's doing better just because you don't see them they're either in jail or they're doing better you know so hey, isn't uh, that <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's but, mama uh, talking yeah <laughs> they're doing better um but but isn't that so true though that if you're really doing better you're, you're really in my opinion you're really doing things right. you're really doing and, and they might not be big things to somebody else but but you're doing these small things like you talked about you're you're, you're going to work every day right uh, you are coming up here to the church and helping with so many different ministries up up here at the church. You're there with your mother. You're helping to take care of your mother now. <clears throat> You're getting ready, getting prepared for your wife coming home, and, and then y'all finding y'all a place. Right. So looking good for you is really right now looking pretty darn good, isn't it? It is. It, um, I feel good. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing doing awesome. Uh, what would be some kind of advice that you would give somebody that may be listening out here that has been where where you've been? Well, um, for anybody who may know that they're going to jail, or you know, for something they've already done, um, start just get with getting the Bible now. Um, it it helps. It 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 shows you a lot about how your mistakes don't make you and that there is a better way and for anybody in jail they um they're maybe having a hard time with it or just down or just ready to get out i mean the same same thing just give it all to god and he he will take that anxiety and the depression away and for anybody who's already, who's been through it and is maybe falling back or not not feeling too good about the way things are going. I mean, it's the same thing. Just give yourself, give it all to God. I mean, it sounds, it sounds hard. It's really, it's really the hardest simple thing you could do. <laughs> it's just and that's give right. it all to God. And that's right. That's some very good advice. Hey, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast uh, today on Four Mites Thirteen Teeth One Acre Monitor. If you've listened all the way through, uh, we hope that you would uh, subscribe to our channel and tell others about it. And if we can help anybody, uh, please message us. But, uh, hey, I want to thank you, Robert, for being on today and sharing your story of hope uh, for others. So, hey, thank you. Thank you for having me, Bill. All right.